Make me a sergeant in charge of the booze. Make me a sergeant in charge of the booze. This is the Science Fiction Rating System, and I am Alex Humphrey, hosting this week. Uh, it's Bug Week. Bug Week is back. I don't know what number Bug Week we're at, but... The second annual Bug Week. Second. Third? Third. We've done more than one Bug Week. Have we? Yeah. We love the bugs. We've been going one year, though. We can't do more uh, than... We did Starship Troopers, probably. Yeah. Do- we did talk anyway. season, didn't we, I think it was. Anyway, the bugs are back. Uh, I am joined for this bug out uh, by Sam Draper. Hello, Sam. Hello. And Chris Redding. Hello, Chris. You all right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all good. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just answered your own question. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so this week's Them. It's Them. Uh, it's a good title, isn't it? Them. Exclamation mark. Them. Them! Is it like that? I think so. You have to shout out to It's a good title, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah. 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 It's all right. Uh, 1954. Uh, directed by Gordon Douglas, who made I Was a Communist for the FBI. You've both gone back in like a bean can to me. What's happening? Oh, yeah. You, you sound like that, too, now. <laughs> Hang on. That's weird. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds How like did that like, happen? It's like we're shouting through a wall or something. Let me see if this thing's gone back. Hang a bit on, depth. Yeah. Ooh. A bit depth is it's fuzzy. It's a fuzzy. Should we disconnect? <laughs> Hello? 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 Oh, Whoa! Wow! We're back. We're it's back. Clearer. Okay. Let's try that again. Go this on. is all ripping for the listener. <laughs> 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 um. So them directed by Gordon Douglas, who made "I Was a Communist for the FBI," written by a bunch <laughs> of people. Not really. Well, the story was by George Worthington Yates, who did "Earth versus the Flying Saucers," which I have heard mm. of. I've heard of that. Anyway, uh, the story is it's it's an atomic bomb testing that makes the ants big. Uh, the ants attack America. America fights back. Uh, and it's it's basically one of the most early 1950s kind of nuclear monster movies. Do we like those kind of movies, everyone? Yeah. It's, it's an American big, Godzilla. It's a big trope, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you're a fan of that kind of like a big animal that attacks everyone and it's nuclear stuff? Not really. No? You don't like that? I'm a fan no. of Godzilla. Yeah? I like egg, eight-legged freaks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired by this, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like yeah, but these have only got six legs, so mine's two better. <laughs> what about tre- tremors? They've got loads of legs. No legs. Oh, no, no legs. legs. They're worms. No legs. legs. Yeah. 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 Tremors, yeah, yeah. I like tremors. So we're split here. You're saying, Sam, you're saying Godzilla, so nuclear monsters in this, only if they're Japanese. Oh, I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea of big creatures, you know... <laughs> Um, Jaws, you love Jaws. Yeah. Give me an oversized creature, I'm fine with it, yeah. Rampaging big creatures. Okay, Yeah. good. Yeah. Right. Well, I like rampaging. And I'd heard of this film, I wanted to see it. And also I had an ant infestation in my garden, so I felt a bit like <laughs> I, I kind of lived through this uh, in a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But were you two millimetres tall? Mm, no. So it's not the same then, mate? It was, it was like it's a not the th- same, this is serious. It was a three-day campaign. <laughs> We waged war over three days, and there was a, uh, there was spoilers. There was a whole bit where there were a load of flying ants, and we had to stop them. Oh, well, who so, won? Did you win? Yeah, we won. Of course, we won. Yeah, so really, like this is the sort of film that those ants should be watching afterwards, being like, "Oh, let's get revenge on that bastard Alex who killed us." <laughs> yeah, it's like, maybe they just, just made it so we. It's true. If they just made it so we could boil the kettle. They'd win. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I always go for the kettle. Kettles. Sorry, guys. Sorry, the animal lovers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tut tut tut. Yeah, it's a good it's a good tactic. Um, 
Well, I've done it in parts again. Um, nice. So part, part one is desert by day and desert you by night. You should do it like head, thorax, abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, but it's uh, we open. It's black and white. This film. But do you know it wasn't? It was actually filmed in color. Yeah. Uh, and they panicked and didn't want to do it in colour, which is odd. It, oh, right. it was also shot for 3D, wasn't it? Oh, really? What? Yeah, and it was also shot for widescreen. Oh. And at various See, I points... think they should have used all the money at their waist on all this shit and put it into the ants. <laughs> well, no, 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 because, because basically <laughs> they, they, they cut the colour first of all, which is why you just get that little first title of the them in colour. Yeah. Then they cut the widescreen. They were like, mm-hmm. no, that's not happening. Then they cut the 3D, but they kept the 3D long enough that there's some shots, like the flamethrower shots, things like that, that are shot to, you know, at for you. 3D. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming camera. at you. Yeah. Um, do you want to know one more interesting about the, the black and white thing? What? You know that them colour bit at the start? Yeah. Mm. Uh, they had to hand, like, splice in that one colour frame into each print of the film oh to get that in there, because obviously the rest is black and white. Oh, yeah, because yeah. either printers are either black and white or colour. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really much and, to... Uh, and as we all know, you wouldn't print something black and white from a colour printer because it uses all your ink up. Mug's game, that is. Yeah. Mug's game. It's a bit of a weird... But, but you've got to wonder, go for all the effort, and it, it's like you know, for like two seconds. Yeah. And it's actually a disappointment because yeah. you sit down and you see, oh, colour, and it goes yeah. to black and white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think half the audience just walked out after that? I've seen it's like a reverse bit. Wizard of Oz, isn't it? Like yeah. Wizard of Oz, you're like, oh shit, now it's colour. This is like, colour, no, no, no. <laughs> I wonder if they had to do the same thing on all the copies of that. They must have. I suppose so, yeah. They must have spliced them together, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, wow. we, we, we open. We're in New Mexico. Uh, there's a plane. There's a lost girl. And there's two state troopers. Uh, ben. Uh, and what's the other one called? He's called... Ken? No. He, I've got it. Uh, Ed. Ben and Ed. And there's a little girl kind of roaming the desert on her own, holding this smashed doll. And... I, I thought as a setup, I quite liked that. I thought, yeah. It's quite creepy, isn't it? It's quite a horrible. It is quite creepy, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of horrible. And they find the girl, and then they take her, and they find their. Uh, they find where she came from, which was a uh, a uh, mobile home, which that wasn't cave. A terrible acting school in <laughs> New yeah. Mexico, East, East Hollywood. Uh, yeah, um. they they say about the mobile home, it wasn't caved in, it was caved out. Don't you think, though, the first question you should be asking there is, what is this family doing, living in the middle, absolute middle of nowhere in this little weird mobile home? Yeah. It's their right. <laughs> All right, Trump. <laughs> I don't know, I'll be asking questions about, like, this kid's been traumatised by something, it probably wasn't giant ants. Mm, yeah. Well, true. True. Um, yeah. But it's quite creepy, isn't it? That bit when she's in the back of the ambulance and you hear the weird noise and she just sits up. That's quite creepy. Mm. Yeah, it's well done. Good, good intro, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's quite well done. So, um, were that family living in a nuclear test facility? They're on the edge of it, aren't they? He mentioned, doesn't it, that like it was long enough ago that it's kind of yeah. moved on oh, or something. Right. Yeah, the desert's yeah. okay. The desert's okay. Yeah, because um, yeah, all the plants and trees seem all right. Yeah, yeah, they've grown, <laughs> not not mutated, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's a weird girl, so that's one thing they investigate, and then they investigate Johnson's General Store. Uh, and it's night time now. And that wasn't pushed in. That was pushed out, just like the trailer. So you're getting yeah. the idea that there's some things are going on, some weird stuff. Um, there's also some sugar in his in his trailer, isn't there? In the, uh, some really leery, like, students <clears throat> yeah. going to buy stuff and then kicking the door out. Yeah. You know this pu- pushing out thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Are we meant to think the ants have come through the floor? I guess. I don't know why they say it so much because they There's really no hole, no, there, is there? Were, there no. were in the fridge, <laughs> eat, eating the like the uh, the dairy lee, and then they got all radiation on them and they blew. They grew. I don't know. Small. Wait, wait, wait. You think they grew whilst in whilst the house? in the shop? They went in as normal and came out. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed a bit like they kept going about this whole like yeah. pulled in and pulled out thing and I was like well it doesn't make any sense because the ant's no. bigger than the trailer I, mm. I don't know if it's just a kind of MacGuffin at this point because this is quite a big investigation bit isn't it it's trying to keep you yeah. on your toes what's going on yeah. uh, they split up mate. don't they Ben <laughs> the ants here Ben and Ed split up and Ed gets left behind and then he goes out oh, and no. he, he gets killed quite horribly by <laughs> That's what he says. That's pretty. That's a yeah. good impression. That's um, pretty good. We cut to part two, which I've called a fantastic mutation. Oh, uh, which is the quote. Yeah. Um, but the police have got together and they think something weird's going on, don't they? Uh, they look like New York cops in their uniforms. Yeah, yeah. They, Driving around like it's a cop show. It's, it, it, what I found odd was that this cop Ben, who's obviously quite tortured by the death of Ed, his partner. He manages to stay in the film the whole way through. Why? Wouldn't it gets to surely the film progresses to a level where a, a state trooper from New Mexico is not really needed anymore? They always yeah. do this in in disaster movies though, because we had a fucking limo driver in 2012. <laughs> That's true. You know the bit when Ben starts walking around in a suit and starts smoking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. If I was that FBI bloke, I'd be like, Ben, know your place. Put your fucking uniform on. <laughs> you know, this, you're not meant to be plain clothes, mate. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Also, his partner dying. That bit, the guy in charge is like, he doesn't like, oh well, uh, it's shame about whatever. He's probably dead. And that's the last you hear about it. No one goes to investigate what's happened to him. Just assume that... that it's a different that time. It's yeah. a different time. <laughs> the, uh, the guy that plays... It's, it's funny you say that about the, the the Ben character. He wore lifts in his shoes to compensate for the height difference between him and the FBI guy. Oh, and, wow. it, and it was also noted that he employed bits of business, hand gestures and motions, so that it appeared to draw the attention all the time as well. So... Mm. He was obviously uh, maybe he wasn't even meant to be that far in the film. Maybe he was meant to go, and he just had a, you know, the year of the director. I don't know. Well, I just think it's a common trope in disaster movies. They always mm. have like a, a small man, small man's journey. Yeah, true, true. It happens in Independence Day as well. <laughs> true, yeah. Which is this kind of you know, there's, there's echoes of uh, in, this in Independence Day. I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, everything is ripping this off, isn't it, really? A lot of Doctor Strangelove and, uh, you know, when there's, like, that English cat we haven't got back. We've got to that bit. Well, yes, I was about to say, so we're kind of, as as Chris is very expertly saying, we're kind of drawing together a lot of tropes of characters here. We've got the local cop, we've got the FBI kind of smooth-talking guy, and then we get Doctor Medford, uh, who... uh, Anyone who ever knows anything in these movies of this era are English. Yes, yes. The only people who have any sort of clue. Yeah, he's very English, he's very uncaring about humanity for some reason doesn't seem to give science mate he's science yep yep uh and he has a hot hot uh daughter doctor who we see her leg don't we uh in that she shows a little ankle yeah yeah but she's an expert though in insects though right yeah Yeah. she is yes she is it's uh, kind of like a bond girl well like you don't really understand why they're experts in these things but you know why they're in the film it's an it's an odd dynamic because basically it's a very sexist it's very sexist towards her 
And she's obviously supposed to, there's mm. a bit of a love thing going on with her and the FBI bloke, but he just basically treats her like a dick, doesn't he? All the way through. But that's, these old films though, so many of these old films you've watched, like the love interest never gets like um, consummated and he's always just no. like the man treating a woman like shit. Yeah, but he, but they're not actually an item yet. Like yeah. the way he's like courting her, he's by going like, "Whoa, fuck off!" You know, like over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, it's just her proving herself is actually the. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know the old bloke. Um, yeah, played by uh, Edmund Gwen. That actor was born in eighteen seventy-seven. What? Ooh. How insane is that? That's pretty insane. <laughs> like that, a guy on the throne yeah. then. He's yeah, he's born like the Victorian era, and he is in this like <laughs> nuclear mo- like that guy. His life, he has seen so much it's kind change. Kind of like a Winston Churchill sort of life, isn't it? It's mental. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who was on the yeah eighteen seventy seven? Must be Victorian, wasn't it? Christ, yeah. <laughs> just just seeing who was around when he was around. Oh yeah, she was until like nineteen oh one. Yeah, so yeah. There you go. Wow. So we, we kind of got the gang together, uh, character-wise, and uh, they find out that uh, Johnson, old man Johnson, he was killed in a number of ways. One of them was that he had enough formic acid in him to kill 20 men. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's do you. Yeah. You shouldn't have been clue. sniffing that. <laughs> What's he doing with that formic acid? Um, oh, is this where um, the old guy also says the best line in the film, which is when someone's like, oh, it's getting late or whatever. And he goes, it's later than you think. <laughs> it might I love be. it. It might be. That's quite a line. It yeah. might be. Um, well, ultimately... Well, Victorian gentleman. <laughs> it's later than you think. Let me uh, douse your gaslight. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of investigation going on, isn't there, at this point? We still don't really... I mean, obviously, we know it's Anne. There's a lot of chatting going on. Yeah, and there's a lot of the doctors saying big words that unless you know that they're talking about ants... You don't know what they're talking about, do you? Because mm. they're saying these silly big words, and everyone's going, "Why? Why do you keep talking like that?" Like the FBI guy gets quite angry because she won't just talk straight. Um, yeah. And they head out into the uh, into the desert, and it's where you you kind of get your first Pat, the the lady doctor. She's on her own, and you get the first lady doctor. You get the first sight of the ant. Then it kind of looms in. What do we think yeah. about the ants in it's, them? It's a shame, isn't it? Well, do you, do you think they're crap then? Well, they look awful, yeah. Yeah. For the time, you don't think for the time they're not bad? Well, the thing is, right, I was watching this, quite enjoying it. I was like, this is all right. Yeah. The, the ant turned up. Terrible. <laughs> and I think this is a problem. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah, I was watching uh, the episode of Star Trek Next Generation called The Inner Light, which you might know mm-hmm. as the one where Picard, like, lives a whole life on the planet and there's uh, a bit of flukes yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of that episode, when he finds out that he has a revelation of like, oh no, I didn't dream Picard and Picard, in that, he's got the most awful face makeup on. It looks, <laughs> and in, blue, in HD, it looks terrible. And despite that being probably the best episode of Next Generation, I'm taken out of it by that guy's, by his makeup. Mm. That is the same thing in this film. As bad mm. as it is, it can't help, but yeah. I can't get past... I'm looking at this like weird papier mache. Well, it's of the era where people weren't quite taking like visual effects seriously. They weren't. Yeah, it's really just, just a shame, isn't it? My, I think it's just a shame. Book. Because because everything else about the film doesn't age that badly. Like the setup no. and the thing about it. Obviously, there's things about it that are old. It's a lot slower. Things like that. But really, the structure of the film and how it plays out is 
not timeless, but has been repeated a lot since, yeah. hasn't it? It's very you know, Look at like um, fucking Night of the Lepus, which is probably like twenty five years later. Is the is the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But the only thing that that really just that it can't get over it is that you're looking at some terrible model work. It's just a shame, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well. Director Gordon Douglas uh, said that during the editor editing, I asked the editor, how does it look? And he said, fine. And I said, does it look? Does it look honest? And he said, as honest as 12-foot ants can look. So <laughs> I guess that's kind of the problem, isn't it? That, yeah, like you say, they were limited by the kind of techniques. And I mean, yeah. it's quite good action, isn't it? I mean, when they just start gunning it down with machine guns, yelling, shoot When did that guy die, that old guy? Do we know his name? Yeah, five years after this, yeah. Oh. oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he was 81. So he was, It'd be uh, great if he lived to see, like, Starship Troopers. Then <laughs> <laughs> he would have been 120. Oh. He was born in 1877. There would be some people who probably saw that, like, who were Victorian, like, 1901, and then saw Starship Troopers. What? Would there? I suppose there might be, yeah, like a 96-year-old dude. Yeah. yeah. Why particularly Starship Troopers? It's just, do you think... <laughs> because they did, the... they, did, they did big bugs well. Yeah. Well, true, true. But yeah, that's the same true. effect. This guy, when he was growing up, like, you know, shoe-shining stuff and the, no lamp lights, no electricity <laughs> like that. And now, look, he's, like, in the desert firing, like, flamethrowers at a big fucking ant. To him, it probably looked amazing. Loads his, he didn't yeah. have, they didn't have cars. No. Or planes. I just... It must be unbelievable. That's why I didn't know how to use the radio. Oh. Well, yes, that's... Uh, that's uh, moving to part three there. Very, Sorry, uh, Alex. No, no, no. Sorry. Seamlessly, Chris. Uh, part three. Bazookas and cyanide. Uh, oh, sorry. It. Hang on. Before you come, can I say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, did you read that, that there's a whole... Uh, at the climax of this film, there's a whole section where the ants... You're talking about the models. Hmm. Where you can see all the mechanics on the side of the ant. Oh, God, no. And they... Uh, on the DVD I release, thought I could see it. You yeah. perhaps did because they they've put a rock in over the latest release, <laughs> so you don't see it. But it's yeah. it's an extended uh, like it's a whole like section apparently where you see the the mechanics. I yeah. actually thought it was cybernetic for Ooh. a bit. Of, <laughs> That'd have been a good <laughs> twist. It wasn't just the cock up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, part three, Alex. Let's, let's. Yeah, part three: bazookas and cyanide. So they're looking for the nest, basically. They love the cyanide. They do love the cyanide. They're looking for the nest. Uh, and they can't bomb it because, I don't know, because of something. There was some reason they can't bomb it. Uh, but they find the net. There's that really odd bit when they're in the plane, and he, the doctor just goes, oh, oh, and it cuts to outside, and he goes, oh, no, it's not that. <laughs> well, that was weird. Um, there's lots of weird script yeah. going on. And like you say, there's a very comedy bit where he can't work out the radio, which is... Comedy. It, it's it's <laughs> odd. I don't, it feels a bit like he just couldn't work out the radio, and they just went with it, like... Oh, let's just go with this. A little bit of improv there. That yeah. old guy was like, I've got a really good joke. Yeah, that's why it felt like that to me. You tell me to say over. Yeah. <laughs> it's so slow as well, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That old guy, though, he's clearly doing some... He, that is improvising, I think. That, oh, like, oh, what, 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 what are you talking about? I don't want to talk about this. It's very like, yeah. Well, yeah. considering that radios weren't invented, like, when he was a young man. Do you want to know yeah. the facts about that old guy? Yeah. Right? Go on. His first credit is a... A satirical silent movie called The Real yeah. Thing at Last, written yeah. by J.M. Barry, the guy who wrote Peter oh Pan, God. like contemporary to him doing this. Oh, this guy's wow, yeah. so old. God. There should be a film about him. What an era. What an era. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh, you know, they're doing War of the Worlds on, they're doing a, a Victorian era War of the Worlds on the telly. Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Diversion on the BBC. Oh, are they? Yeah. When? 
I don't know. I couldn't find a release date, but they're shooting it. Interesting. Could be good. Yeah, yeah it might. Could be good. Could be shit as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although they do period stuff quite well, don't they? Like, yeah, it's the action know, element, period. isn't it? Will they get that right? I mean, I think that's a that'd be an amazing thing to make because I like all the period stuff, and then you've got all the fucking like alien stuff as well. Mm. Be incredible. All right, continue. Sorry. Um, uh, I will. Um, they. Uh, is that what? Is that a picture of uh, of the guy? From... That was the first film shoot he was on. That is eighteen seventy seven. Wow. We just oh, wow. Uh, for the viewers who can't see this, Sam has put a picture of uh, a film shoot from eighteen seventy seven when the uh, Doctor would have been uh, making movies. It's just born, and now he's in a helicopter. Yeah, now he's what? in a helicopter. Well, he's in a helicopter, and he finds the ant nest, uh, and they come up with a plan mm. to flame bazooka the outside so it's on fire and then drop cyanide gas in mm. and then go in themselves and kill anything else that's in there with flamethrowers now i don't know that's a great plan to me i don't know much about cyanide but is that safe it doesn't seem safe to me it's just a weird idea isn't it yeah it's like they've got they've gone through like the armory and thought let's use one of everything it's pretty cool, though. <laughs> like, I think it looks pretty cool, the flamethrower stuff. I was willing for Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. And a... Why don't you do what you normally do when you kill ants? You put some out, then they all come out to get it, and then you just n- knock them off one by one. Well, yeah, why don't they flood the tunnels? They No, you can't flood the tunnels. They've, bought those, they've built little antechambers, haven't they? So they would actually be all right. They so, should uh, flood them with napalm. That, well, yes, that would make sense. Yeah. They wouldn't, they would, would they have napalm, then? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Well, they go in the tunnels, and Pat puts up a fight, doesn't she? She says, I need to get in them tunnels, because you're not an insect man. You know nothing, FBI man. Yeah. And he, he backs down, the bastard. Uh, so right. good for her. But when they get there, they kill a few ants. Uh, and it says that you'll only ever see three ants at a time, because they only had three models. Um, <laughs> yeah. so they only, only built see... three. Yeah, they only built three. So three, there yeah, you yeah. go. Um, it's also handy that that was also the... Uh... The way they operate. Yeah, that's all look fit in the tunnels. Um, mm. But they get to the queen chamber, uh, and you kind of expect it to go a bit aliens here, and there'd be a big fight with the queen. But it's not that. Uh, Imagine the Victorian guy in a power loader. That would, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Um, get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> uh, but it turns out some princess ants, some flying ants, have escaped. So ultimately, this is unsuccessful. We're halfway through the film... And it's you feel like it's ended. It hasn't. It, it, they fucked up. They didn't save the planet. But it's got worse. I mean, they, they have kind of like shot themselves in the foot, haven't they? Really, though. Don't you I, think? I quite like this, though. I you know thought pacing I wise, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd put some radioactivity on on an anteater to make a oh. massive anteater. That's the very Japanese answer to uh, the problem. I can imagine <laughs> yes, them yes, doing yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> An to the size of Texas. Yeah, yeah. It's, that is, it's like yeah, escalation. That is, you end up with <laughs> giant monsters all everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get to destroy all monsters, and you've got kaiju's all over the place, and it's trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so did that's you... how you get to that latest uh, The Rock film. Have you seen that? Oh, where it's just monsters just hitting each other. Oh, Rampage. Rampage. Yeah, yeah. Based on a computer yeah. game, arcade game, isn't it? It is, yeah, weirdly, yeah. yeah. So what did you guys think of the pacing then? You're not a fan. You didn't think this was a good plot device. Um, I liked the cover-up bit. I like I the pacing, yeah, at this point, where it's going. I just think... I don't know. I, I feel like we spend too long in the next bit. Right. Chris? Yeah. 
me too. Okay. It's just too much chat now. All they've got basically is a big model of an ant and they're trying to get film out of it. Yeah. Well, the chat you're referring to is part four, which I've called the cover up, uh, which is a very, <laughs> it's a very wordy section. You're very right. Because basically mm-hmm. they all fly to Washington uh, and they kind of have to... If they could figure out how to ride ants into battle, that would be useful as a weapon, <laughs> wouldn't it? That would have been I'm good. Surprised that's, I'm surprised they didn't try and have like someone there who was trying to make it into a weapon. Wrangling them. That would have been good. That, like a Jurassic World style? Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. Hmm. We get a kind of weird lesson in ants here, don't we? The Doctor does a big uh, kind of... There's a bit of the science bit where he just tells us about ants. I quite like that. I quite like the slides. Yeah, it was good, wasn't the it? Old, the I like, the, I like this whole bit, like, for a bit, bit. the whole, like, cover-up angle. It's quite. A, it feels quite a modern thing mm. to, like, have this idea that we can't mm. tell the public and we've got to cover up and stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. it's, it's a parallel. What he didn't um, mention, there's a good reason why ants have never been a, an inch long, is because they breathe through spiracles in the sides. So that means they can never be really bigger than that. Because, oh. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. So, why? Because they don't have lungs. They only... they breathe through little holes along their side so their surface area is like a limit to why like things like spiders and ants can't grow over a certain size but if you've got a bigger hole why can't you be bigger well it's not about the size of the well the size of the hole is important because it doesn't use like a breathing lung it uses like uh air pressure Hmm. so a bigger hole actually becomes just a hole so it just not, like collapsing on itself if it was big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Would you uh as you seem to have some ant knowledge there, Chris, would you like should we do an ant quiz? Have you got questions? I've got questions. Oh wow. Shoot. Well I just thought because here we go into this big bit makes about sense, ants. Yeah. It makes sense, yeah. doesn't it, to stop at this bit. This is like Mr. DNA of ants, this bit. Yeah. For the film. Yeah, this is like Alex is actually in the room with that guy, and yeah. that guy's just yeah. turn around and go, Look, I'm super old, I'll just turn to my assistant Alex here who's brought a quiz for you all. So yeah. yeah. So I am gonna try and avoid some of the things that he touches on. But you might I'll, have uh... to email with these questions. <laughs> Okay, right. Well, Chris, you can go first, okay? You ready? You can get a word of that. <laughs> you, get, you get the first question, okay? Yep. Right. <laughs> don't know what he's saying. How many, how many years ago yeah. is it estimated ants first appeared on Earth? <laughs> Hang on, what, what is that? How at? many ants are there no, on Earth? How many, year, how many years ago... Yes. Is it estimated yeah. that ants okay. appeared on Earth? Oh, appeared on Earth. Um, 500 million? It's 110 to 130 million years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Younger, younger. Mid Cretaceous. 110 to 130 million. Mid Cretaceous. Yeah. Right. Mid Cretaceous, exactly. So, you, yeah, very good. Yeah. All right, Sam. Hello. There is one species of ant, the Argentinian ant, that has spread across the globe. How many countries has it... <laughs> you okay. to start again, sorry. Okay. Breaking up. There's one species... Do, do disconnect and reconnect. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> I find it really funny for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a phone It's cool, but it's like 150... <laughs> 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 Now for the million pound question. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Cool. Okay, okay let's see. Uh, there's one species of ant 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally when you start the question, it what? cuts out. <laughs> oh, <God>. Okay. <laughs> Let's try again. I'll try again. This could, you, could you like copy him? Could you type it in the box? We'll read it. No, do, do it again. Do it again. All right. Okay. There's one species of ant. Yep. That has spread across the globe. Yep. Sam, how many yep. countries has it established itself in? Hmm. Mm. Good question. Uh, I'm going to say like uh, 182. Uh, there's only 200 countries in the world. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? All right. Well, it's, it's an ant, isn't it? And get around. It's 15. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. climax. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, Chris. More countries than I've been to. Yeah. Uh the largest ant ever discovered is not alive. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's fossilized. It's extinct. Yeah. How big was it? Ooh. Probably um about 2 inches. <sighs> Ooh. 2.4 inches. I think you get a point for that, really. That's pretty good. That's pretty big, isn't it? For a... yeah. Inches were different back then, though, so I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's massive. Yeah. It's big. But there was more oxygen in the atmosphere, so their, their spiracles could <laughs> achieve spiracles. more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Sam. Got, used to get massive, like, uh, what they're called, like... Them flying things? Okay. Birds. Birds. <laughs> <laughs> Drag- dragonflies. Uh, dragonflies. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, Sam. Yes. Ants are able to lift three times their body weight, but mm. how many times their own weight can they carry whilst dangling? Whilst dangling? Yep. It's like cliffhanger. Yeah. Dangling from what? Just any dangles. How would you carry something while dangling? Wouldn't you be... Well, imagine like one leg's connected to a hard surface, and then in in you got the dung hanging the yeah. from the table is right. You know, a so sausage. how many times your body weight? Yep. How, how many sausages? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say ooh, probably eight times body weight. A hundred times their weight. Wow! wow. Yeah, while dangling. Wow. Yeah, so really, like a giant ant is is big trouble. Yeah. You can see why this, this doctor's so concerned. Really, yeah. it'd be much more dangerous than a tiger. Yeah. yeah, or Velociraptor or something. If you made a sugar, they move quite fast as well, don't they? Like I know they don't in the oh, film, yeah. but Man, an ant in real life, it'd vicious, be... vicious, and they do work collectively, not in threes. And they, if and... you, <laughs> not if you size an ant up, right? <laughs> would it? Would if you got so an ant's really small and it's fast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As it gets bigger, would it get faster? Would wouldn't it? Well, yeah. if it, everything was scaled up in theory, yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd probably be one of the fastest things around. Yeah, ants that like, size, it'd be like cheetah lightning. speed. With yeah. an exoskeleton, group mentality. They reckon there's enough. There's the same amount of brain cells in an ant's nest as there in is in a human's brain. Oh, that's a question. You get a point for that. Well, just just give me the point. Yeah. Oh, damn wow. 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 Okay. He's got two points. I'm gonna have to go back to Sam. I was gonna give you a question. I'm yeah. not. I'm gonna give it to you again, Sam. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, the oldest recorded ant lived for how long? In the mid Cretaceous. We knew that. No, it was recorded, so... No, how was the oldest... How old was the oldest ant recorded? Oh, right. Oh, in lifespan? Yeah, it's not your question, Chris. It's right. um, <laughs> they said in that show they lived for a long time, didn't they, in this film? Mm. Um, I'm going to say he was, like the great man himself, 
Well, I've got his name, <laughs> Doctor. He lived to the grand old age of 85. 30. That's pretty old for an ant. Yeah. It's pretty good for an ant. Yeah. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Sam for the last question, because Chris is winning 2-0 two, two at the moment. So, just see if you can get one back. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Around how many species of ant are there? Uh, two. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris, do you want to try and steal? I thought it was like oh, a trick one, like his thing about no, the country. No, it's not a trick. <laughs> species of ant? Yeah. Sam? Yeah. You know more species of ant than two. I can't name one. Fire. We've got it just in oh, England. Yeah. You've got red and black. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll revise my answer to three. Okay, Chris, you want to try and get three points here? I'd say five hundred. It's twelve thousand. Wow! What? Wow! Yeah, and Chris already answered the other question, mm. which is that um, oh, ants yeah. collectively have the same brain power as a... Uh... I mean, that's only if they're all getting along, isn't it? It's networked in a different way, though, isn't it? Yeah. Right. yeah. Back to the movie. Um, uh, <laughs> that was. Yeah, thank you. Um, I feel smarter. Great, great quiz. Thank you. Yeah. I love... My favourite bit of the film was the big sign uh, that appears at this point in the film about monitoring news. Mm. Did you see that sign? No. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you remember things they're looking out for? Do you remember yeah. what was on the sign? Um, is it sugar theft? Yes. <laughs> uh, acid, spotting acid somewhere? Mm. Death by acid, is it something like that? Uh, is, there's kidnapping missing persons, unsolved yeah. murders, alleged suicides, migration of wildlife, uh, strange phenomenon such as flying saucers, strange odours, or high-pitched sounds, and unnatural things alive or dead. Um, but oddly off this, they get a tip-off, don't they? Because a guy... There's a weird scene in it where he's going, I saw a flying saucer. Yes. I know it sounds mad. I saw a flying saucer. Yeah. And everyone's like, what did it look like? An ant. <laughs> yeah. See, I had a problem with this. <laughs> and it's like... But no, because that's the time, isn't it? Cause that's what they did just... you see a flying saucer? Yeah, but I think this is like just after Roswell, isn't it? Yeah. And like the... That's the that's in the uh, what's the word? Would you say public. a flying ant? Though you wouldn't say a flying saucer. Well, no, because they're obsessed. That idea of flying saucer. saucers being out there, weren't they? So I think just flying yeah. saucer was shorthand for, for any UFO in the sky. You didn't know, right? Okay. I, don't, I think the saucer bit of it, the shape bit, doesn't mean what what it does now. Like to them, it didn't right. mean that flying saucer okay. just meant a ship in the sky. I think. I thought that was right. dumb. I'm with Chris on this. I thought that was silly. I don't know why he didn't just say I saw a big flying ant. Strange thing in the sky. Yeah. Mm. It's weird. It's a weird scene, that scene. Didn't you think, though, that scene's well, like, is surprisingly dark, the way that they come out and, like, like he says, like, I need my shoes or whatever, I need a rope for my pants, and they come out and they're like, yeah, just, he's nuts, lock him up, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a bit sort of, <laughs> at least get let him put his, keep his trousers up. Well, you know? yeah. I think there should have been a sequel where, like, he was basically left there to die, and then his, like, great-grandchild maybe made the ants to kill the planet in Retribution. I think that would have been a good sequel. That would have been good. <laughs> Do you know that is that guy is um he's Davy Crockett out of all the Davy Crockett um Oh like Disney films. Oh okay. Mm. He was he's Disney's Davy Crockett, yeah. It's also a bit of a dark scene when the ship gets they have to blow up their own ship, don't they? Because there are ants on it. 
Oh, yeah. And did everyone die in that? Well, uh, they say we had to sink the ship, and I'm assuming yeah. everyone died because of the ants, but then they destroy it anyway. It is alien. They've, they've nicked alien. Alien have nicked this. Well, it's, it's quite, like you say, it's quite... A, I mean, it is a bit dull, this bit. It's a lot of talking. Um, but there's some quite, like, mucked up stuff in it, which is kind of seems more modern in it than, than you think it is. Totally. Um, it's it's, it's um, Cold War, isn't it, though? Like, that kind of paranoia... Yeah, Cold War paranoia is starting to get into films. The but Reds. You're right there that it does feel like I said, with like that Night of Leopards and things like that. There's films that are coming out 20 years later than this that mm. haven't moved the needle at all in terms of this sort of thing. Oh. And like, if you think of that's the difference between like now and I don't know what the Matrix isn't it? Think how far that seems in terms of time for us. Yeah, not a lot has changed. No, it's in color. <laughs> um. But they kind of, there's some kids go missing. Uh, basically, they work out, don't they, uh, that the ants are, in fact, in L.A. And they're in the storm drains in L.A. And yeah. uh, that moves us to the final part, part five, the attack on L.A. Um, and they have to tell everyone. They do that kind of public uh, service announcement to kind of tell everyone, uh, which I thought was quite a good scene. It's a bit kind of War of the Worlds, isn't it, that bit, where you see all the people yeah, in the shops yeah. and stuff and they're hearing about martial law. Um, and then basically you kind of just descend into action again. They go in the tunnels, they shoot stuff. Uh, ben gets killed. Does he get killed? I mean, it's un- you're unsure, aren't you? I I assumed he was dead because he saves the kids, but he gets quite horribly kind of he sounds bitten. dead, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. you got a lot. This of, also uh, felt really modern for me. This kind of like yeah. descending into hell, sort of dark ending. You know? Yeah, mm. yeah. There's quite a lot of Wilhelm screams. Did you notice all of them? There's loads. There's about yeah. four in a row, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, um, and it's kind of yeah, it's <laughs> the uh, the kind of final shot. They find the queens. And it did really remind me of Starship Troopers. They just look down into the pit. They're all standing there, all the men. Yeah. And they look down. There's the queens there. And they don't... I mean, I know I'm just anthropomorphizing, whatever the word is. They don't look that evil, do they, really? Um, and they just go, oh, yeah, that's the queens. Just kill them. And then they just flamethrow all of them. Um, yeah. And then as they burn, the Doctor does this big speech about, well, because of atom bombs, this could just happen all the time now. And then it ends. Um, yeah. It's quite a dark, kind of mucked-up ending, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's it's a bit weird. You don't expect that ending. You think it would be a bit more like, you know, the guy and girl will get together, they'll save like, the kids. It's like, um, what was the one we saw, uh, Invasion of Body Snatchers? It's yeah. just that, just a message. It's that it's 50s message. thing of, like, th- there's no fucking around at the end, is there? They're like, no. <laughs> we're out. This is the message, we're out. That's yeah. it. And I quite like that. I, I kind of appreciated yeah, like that, as, that well. as, a, as an ending. Um, yeah. So what do we all think of it then, generally? Sam, go first here. Did you, was it the effects that too bad for you to enjoy well, the rest of the film? To be honest, I, I quite, I did quite enjoy it, and I did like. I thought, I, mean, I, I really like Godzilla, um, which obviously is made the same year, but in Japan, mm. but along a lot of the same post-war nuclear fears. I mean, it's basically Godzilla is basically the same concept, only it manifests as a gigantic lizard. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't, I was trying to find this out, but I don't think that them could be ripping Godzilla off because they both come out the same year. Mm. And at that time, Japan and America were worlds apart. So they must have just come to the same conclusion. Yeah. You know, I don't think they were worlds separately. apart. I think, I think they were quite. Post war? Of course they were, because like, not only is like communication much less, but like, Americans hate the Japanese after the war. It's not a, there's no like, you know, they're over there, the Americans are over there trying to like make them more. You, you know, US, 
but there's no like feedback to America. They're not going. They're not caring about Godzilla. So mm. it's quite a separate thing. Anyway, so I thought it was interesting like that because it is so because it is weird to watch like an American Godzilla. Mm. Uh, but in that sense, I think Godzilla is a much, much, much better film. Yeah, well, but still, I, I was like, other than the ants things, I was quite, I quite enjoyed it. I quite liked it. Yeah, yeah. Chris, again, it felt it felt surprisingly modern. Like it felt like so much of it, the conspiracy, the the dark ending, the way it kind of unfolds, felt very modern in a way of like it's depressing how little really that monster mm. formula has moved on yeah. since fifty years ago. Yeah, fifty years ago. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. Chris, what did you think ultimately about them? Them? Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. that I I like. I was thinking because um, I used to watch a lot of Thunderbirds when I was little. So like a lot of the, how the musical interludes and how it like the openings are very mm. similar mm. to a lot of them things. Yeah. And the style, the basic style of it, that fifties style, I I kind of liked. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's completely let down by the visual effects. I think. Yeah. So. Um, you know, and it's just a lot of chat, really. So it's kind of like a TV show in that sense. Mm, I quite like the chat. Mm-hmm. I quite like the pacing. I think it kind of built to some action, and then it dipped down, and then built up to more action. I I thought that was okay, yeah. but but yeah. And also, I think we're just used. We're you know we're just used to things with more scientific <laughs> basis now, don't we? Well, yeah, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no observation at all. Is it? It's just there was a bomb. It made them big. Oh shit. Isn't it? <laughs> I think the um, the TV aspect of it, like the, the talking a bit, I think it helps that I guess this would have been the equivalent of a hard R or something back then, wouldn't it? Like it was a, a, yeah, a very X. adult thing, an X, yeah. So you don't get, there's not a lot of slapstick, there's that little bit of joke in the helicopter, but you don't get a lot of the, like in you know, a lot of films this, this year will have like a kid who runs in a lot and does something stupid. Yeah. Or there'll be like a character who's like the, the dumb next door neighbour, or like sometimes like a black man, you know, who's like the current relief. Yeah. There's none of that in it. Like it's got I think it's better for that that it yeah. the cast of characters there, they're not very exciting, but it doesn't it doesn't date itself you no. know, in that respect. No, the it's kids good. in fact are just plot devices, they're gone pretty quickly, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Alex? How did you No, I li- I I really liked it. I think it kind of laid the template for a lot of things that I like, like Starship Troopers and kind of aliens and stuff i enjoyed it i thought the effect i get i, I do get the point about the uh effects but i kind of let it go I let, I let that off a bit i didn't mind that um and i thought the action was quite well done like i quite liked the uh like i say the bazookering and the flamethrowering and the hmm. machine gunning i quite liked all that i think that kind of 3d thing where they're just kind of firing at you as it were I yeah think that yeah that made the action a bit more interesting maybe it's a good thing it wouldn't have been good in 3D, but maybe that was a good thing they did that. But, yeah, overall I enjoyed it. Should we uh, rate it? Or, I've heard that there is some uh, some correspondence. Well, let's let's rate it first. Rate it, then and we'll, okay. then we'll correspond, yeah. Uh, Chris, where would you put it? As the king of ant uh, quizzes. <laughs> um, it's his prize. Yeah. I would put it something like... Uh... Eighty one. Oh, it's quite low. Eighty one. That's a bit too low, I think. All right, you've all got a yeah, chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Sam, where would you put it? Well, I was thinking. Uh, bearing in mind, we watched *Journey to Center of the Earth*, which was made five years later than this, and was a much worse film. Ah, uh, you're right there. Yeah, that yeah. it should be 
Uh, I've got a lot higher than that. I, for me, I Where's thought... Journey to the Centre of the Earth? Oh, that's right, at 68. Yeah. I thought around 54, which was just below Island of Dr. Moreau, because it it shared for me... It was kind of fascinating to watch, in a way. Like yeah. Dr. Moreau. Obviously, very different reasons. But I, I don't think it's a bad film. I'd quite happily watch it again. Yeah. No, uh, I agree. Whereas, whereas Journey to the Centre of the Earth and stuff down there, I wouldn't want to watch yeah. it again. So. No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm completely happy with that as a rating. Uh, yeah. I concur. I think that's a good place for it. It's kind of... Uh, we don't rate things for being important, but I think it's important. But yeah, it's kind of let down by a central flaw. But ultimately, storytelling-wise, you know, all that, I think it's got a lot going on. And I think it... But yeah, like, not only is it important, like, in a way that other older films are, but it also is still watchable, where yeah. a lot of important things aren't watchable yeah. anymore, whereas this actually is. I yeah, think. it wasn't on the level of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but... Oh, no, yeah, no, no. It's still, I think... Yeah, yeah, very watchable. Yeah, I'm happy with that too. Cool. I'll agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get anti on it. Oh. 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 Should be antsy, really, as we should have said. Sorry. Should I'll we... Correct, uh... I'll, I'll correct your joke in post. You've got better vocab than me. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, where do we say? We said... Uh, what did we say? 54? Yeah. Yeah. Could we, could we have some correspondence, please, Sam? Yes, we can. Let me just write this in. So, uh, <laughs> let's go to the emails. And we have heard from uh, repeat caller Alexander, oh. who calls himself the international listener. You may remember who oh, oh, yeah. emailed yeah. in a long time ago. Yeah. Where's he from? I think he's from Denmark. <laughs> I can't remember. I thought you were going to say Wales or something. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> no, he's definitely actually like genuinely foreign. Oh, okay. A cool. foreign. Good for him. Good for yeah. him, mate. And good he, for him. Good for him. He says, hey there, Sam, Chris and Alex. Hi. Hi. Yo. Still listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit like it's a chore there. <laughs> but, okay. you know, um, Is it boring in uh, Denmark? <laughs> uh, he says about he's on watch it, listening on Spotify, um, but he has just switched to the podcast app on iPhone listening to our constant pleas for ratings on iPhones. So good work, Alexander, on message. Nice yeah, that's good. But he does really say well. he finds podcasts, it's great fun, and he enjoys every episode. Aww. Especially Aww. the latest, which have been great. Oh, thank that's you. That's nice, isn't it? So he likes a new format, yes. is what he's saying. The one, yeah, I think so. The one yeah. movie so, review. Yeah, so thanks for that. It's good to hear some good feedback. Hmm. Uh, and he goes on to suggest a whole raft of films. Wow. He suggested nine, nine films for us. Um some of which we've got in the hopper, uh, one of which we've actually done. Oh. Uh, Serenity. But anyway, he, uh, the one that we're going to pick out of this is that he suggested three films where dreaming is a key element. Ooh. Mm. And from that, we're going to take Dreamscape, mm. which I've not seen. Have you seen Dreamscape? No. No. Um, again, I'm pretty sure we have mentioned Dreamscape before because, Ooh. let me just look it up, it's somewhat, let me have a look what it is. Yeah, it's written by David Loughery. Oh. Now, do you remember in Star Trek V, and I said, have you heard of any of these films? I, walked, I went through the screening of the, yes. the yeah. works yeah, of David Loughery, and we don't know of any of them. This oh. is ah. his pre-Star Trek V credit for Streamscape. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, Starring yeah. Dennis Quaid and Max von Sydow. So, um, and the poster is a blatant Indiana Jones ripoff. Oh, okay. And I think Kate Capshaw's in it. Yeah, she is, yeah. so Brilliant. Um yeah, so it sounds a great fun. So yeah, thank you for it's that. It's definitely Jeff, science fiction. We are, it's not going to be a Poppins clause issue. No, it's in yeah. dreams. It's all about dreams. It's uh, yeah, fiction. but do they do they use a technology to get? Yeah, into or is it magic? Or it just goes into a trance. Oh, I have to look at this off air. I have to uh, 
Let me just see what well, if it's Indiana Jones like, it could just be magic. Yeah. Wikipedia does class it as a as a science fiction adventure horror film. Hey. Okay. So hey. it sounds like Wikipedia's not sure what it is either. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> hedging their bets. But yeah, uh, and finally from Alexander, he says, uh, "Continue uploading weekly. I really, really do enjoy it. Oh, That's nice, isn't thank it? Thank you, Alexander. So we've broken that rule, then, haven't we? Because we just had a week off. We did have a week off, but it's, we're back now. A week. He's probably not listening <laughs> anymore. <laughs> He's left. <yet. laughs> Damn it. Well, if if you're still with us, thanks very much uh, for getting in touch. And we'll be, yeah, Dreamscape be coming up probably two, three weeks from now, sometime soon. Super duper. So look out for that one. Thank you very much. wait. Should we cut to the future or the past and find out what we're seeing next week then? Do it. Okay, go. Hello and welcome to The Past, where we are. And next week, we're going to be watching a film called Contact. Chris, tell us a little synopsis about Contact. Okay, so uh, this is a story about a lady that works for SETI, which is Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. It's a... This was written by Carl Sagan, I think. This is all off the cuff. I don't... I've not prepared this. And um, it's... A lot of the characters in it are based on people who actually work for SETI or did work for SETI. And then it's set in the near future and... Uh, they actually discover a a uh, message from another star system, and they build a machine using the instructions of that message for um, Jodie Foster to take a trip. Pretty much, and it. that's pretty much it. I don't yeah. want to say anything else without spoiling it. Don't. Good. Uh, I've never y- seen young... it, so please don't. Never seen it. A young Matthew McConaughey is in it, isn't he? Oh, yeah. This is the McConaissance, whatever it's called. It's John, <laughs> is John Hurt in it as well? There's lots of people in it. There's yeah. there's a guy from Aliens, isn't it? Alien, I mean. Uh, That's John Hurt, yeah. Is it? Yeah, John Hurt. The guy who no. gets the, the chest Okay, bird. so he's in it, but also there's someone else from Alien in it as oh, well. Right. Anyway, uh, should we watch a trailer for yeah. Contact? Let's have a little, little gander. Of an unidentified radio source from deep space can neither be confirmed nor denied. Whatever it is, it ain't local. Position? I checked interferometry somewhere in Lyra, I think. Uh, Vega? Can't be. It's only 26 light years away. I want all these people out of here. Your having sent this announcement all over the world may well constitute a breach of national security. Oh, this isn't a person to person call. This may be an announcement. I bet there aren't many trailers with no, absolutely no score at all on them, are there? Yeah, like just that. that weird noise. It's good, though. It does look good, doesn't it? Yeah, Robert Zemeckis has made a lot of films, hasn't he? That's a guy who made an awful lot of films. Yep. So, yeah, you've not seen it, Alex? No, no. I've heard of it. I know, yeah, it's a bit like a rifle. I know that, but that's all I know. I'm uh, I'm envious. Mm. Looking forward to it. So, yeah, we'll be back next week to review that one. For now, let me hand you back to Alex and his aunts. So that's it. So that's what we're watching. Uh, if you want to find us, uh, if you want to find us, I'll tell you where to find us. I don't believe Chris and Sam will hear any of this, but that's okay. Uh, our email is sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com. Is it that? You said it wasn't that. 
Sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com. Yeah, okay, cool. That's what I said. Uh, yeah, Twitter is at SF Rating System. Instagram, Science Fiction Rating System. And Facebook is SF Rating System. Um, Do you think we should change the Instagram to the same as the Twitter? Uh, I don't know. Well, you set SF it up. Rating system. There might have been a reason why I didn't do that in the first place. Let me just have a look. You might have done the Instagram first, maybe, and then realised you couldn't yeah, do Twitter like it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me just have a. quick... Well, do it off air. It's not a thing. Oh no, for... no, this is great for them. <laughs> is it? <laughs> great for who? <laughs> Oh dear! Um, I'll, I'll do on little... Twitter, there's a limit to the size ah. of the, it's over the size. Have you got some interlude music. It's not uh, interesting. It's really not interesting. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I probably went from <laughs> detail <laughs> over. So while he's doing this, I'll just do a little. A little so plug. what is the answer to this? Do you want me to change it, or shall I keep it the same? The answer <laughs> is just wait her off the podcast. We'll discuss <laughs> it when we're not on air. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> the listeners will want to know. They want to know. Okay, change it. Change it, okay. Change it now. It right now. So, you so now, now you can you can give them updated <laughs> information, so, most up to date. So our Instagram breaking is news. Breaking news. Our Instagram. Well, he's not. Now. He's not done it yet. Make sure oh. he can do it first. No, it's we... now. It's it's on. It's okay. done. Okay, cool. We're live. So on Instagram at SF Rating System, uh, as we are on Twitter and Facebook, which is really good. It makes it a lot easier. Your dad up. Wow. Your dad's going to love this. Wow, so much easier. <laughs> is that, is the, that's the only audience he's Chris performing for now, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much nicer knowing the what I'm dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> I met your audience. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's bug week done. Another bug week has passed us by. Uh, thank just, you. I'm going to do oh. one, more, one more shout out as well. Oh, right? okay. You two don't know about this yet, and I'll tell you this off air, but for people at home, for our 100th episode, we're having our first competition. Ooh. And the competition is revolving around getting people listening to the podcast. So just get people listening because there'll be a way for you to like prove that you have told someone about it soon and you might win a prize. So oh just, just bear that in mind. All right. Mm. Exciting. Mm. Okay. Wow. So we're, great uh, prizes as well. That's for, that's for the hundredth episode anyway. Oh, so it's a little shell. while to go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, but bear wow. it in the back of your mind. That's, that's okay. it. Exciting news on bug week. That's why we love bug week. I guess. <laughs> it's always a cracker. It's always it? a good always one. Yeah. Uh, so that's it well thank you very much for joining us and uh, see you next week everyone cheers Alex bye bye